Hello and welcome to the Green Eggs and Sam NBA Draft Podcast slash the Kane Violation crossover episode. Back here again with Dan Greeny, number 12 through 20 of the 2022 NBA Draft. Now, all of these guys were in college basketball, it looks like, so Greeny should have at least some knowledge of them, I believe. Yeah? Yeah, we've got a good run of great college players here. Okay, great. Let's get started. So, we've talked about the Thunder a lot. At number 12, they picked Jalen Williams. He is a shooting guard. Did you catch him play playing at all with Chet in Summer League? Was he playing? I didn't see him play a ton in Summer League, but I did get a chance to see him play in Chet's league, as a matter of fact, out on the West Coast. He went to a small school in Santa Clara, and I would say that your average college basketball fan didn't see this guy play too much. I probably saw him play between five and ten times this past season, which is more than your average fan, I would say. And during those games that I saw him play, there were whispers about him possibly being an NBA draft pick and maybe even sneaking into the first round. Clearly, he worked out really well if he's in the lottery at number 12. This seemed like a little bit of a stretch when I saw this. Okay. Uh, But clearly, the NBA execs think this guy has big-time NBA potential. He's big guard. I think they list him as a shooting guard, but he could definitely play some three as well. 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and he's not slight of build. He's built pretty well. I believe he's a three- or four-year guy. He's been in college for a little while. So he's really physically ready, it looks like, for the NBA. Okay. He's got a good mid-range game, got a nice jump shot, makes his foul shots. I think he's probably got to stretch his three-point game a little bit in the NBA, uh, but he can rebound for a guard. And, yeah, the upside is clearly there with this guy. Some of these three- or four-year guys, sometimes they reach their peak in college, and that's what the NBA guy's worried about. Looks like this guy is really still ascending. Okay. Yeah, we're we're looking at some highlights right now. It looks like he has the ball in his hands a lot. Do you think he could be like a, a point guard off the bench, perhaps? I didn't get to see him in that role at Santa Clara too much because they really needed him to score. Okay. He was their main number one option offensively, and so they were looking for him to attack from the wing position. I couldn't really tell you if he has the the skill set to hang in the NBA as a point guard, a distributor, but that's one of those things that you could probably develop over a couple years in the NBA, playing against better competition. He was far better than most of his competition in that league, except when he went up against Gonzaga and Chet Holmgren, mm. who really owns that league every year. But, yeah, he was definitely first-team all-conference this past season and I would say probably the year before but yeah they know each other well from the West Coast Conference and uh, yeah he's got a bright future it looks like yeah it it looks we're looking at these highlights here it looks like uh, him and Chet have some good chemistry Giddy as well Um, some nice dunks he's very aggressive around the basket I'm I'm seeing that I haven't really caught any jump oh here we go yeah yeah he's got a nice shot okay yeah he can shoot it's funny, he's playing against Taco Fall and the clip we were just watching. So, yeah, a lot going on <laughs> for the Thunder roster, which is, uh, 
for gits and shiggles, let's just read off everyone who's on the Thunder right now. Uh, we'll do it by birth date. So uh, we'll do the young guys first. You got Diang, who was just drafted, rookie. You got Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, of course. Chet Holmgren, Pokashevsky, Theo Madeline. People were saying he might be cut at some point. Wait, so the Thunder have both Jalen Williams? We're going to get to the other one shortly. Oh, yes. my God. Why did I not realize this? Okay, <laughs> that's hilarious. They're spelled differently. Jalen's spelled differently. Um, so the Jalen Williams we're talking about is spelled J-A-L-E-N. The other one is J. A-Y-L-I-N. That's going to be fun this season, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Jays, just like the Celtics, the Thunder have the Jays. Uh, so then they have Trey Mann, Jeremiah, Robinson, Earl. This is Vit Kredge? I don't know. Uh, Dar- Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, Aaron Wiggins, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Ty Jerome, another first-round pick. Uh, you got Kenrich Williams, who's the third oldest guy on the team. Wow. Then you got these vets. You got Derek Favors, his, uh, final year of his contract. And you got Mike Miscala, who's like kind of a, a darling to the OKC, um, front office. They, they always sign him every year. He's, he was there when Westbrook was there. I think he played with Paul George as well. When they were both there. So I'm assuming he's just a great locker room guy. He must be their um, Nick Collison, you know, just a, a good guy to have around, good voice in the locker room. So uh, I, I, I'd imagine this Jalen Williams is not going to be starting right away. He's got folks who are um, more developed, of course, and Lou Dort. Another young guy. Obviously, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be starting. So, I don't know. Could you slide Jalen Williams up to the three? Or is that... That's probably... Because he's 6'6". I think he'll get some minutes at the three. But I agree with you. I don't think he'll start right away. I would say he would be competing for minutes, like you said, with a guy like Lou Dort. And probably Darius Baisley as well. I think he'd probably be... Competing for minutes at the three with Baisley or maybe, you know, some two minutes, back up two minutes. But he could play either or. He's physically strong. He's built. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening with this roster. My assumption, because this is a lot of guys, uh, I believe it's 17 total. You can only have 15 guys um, on the roster. Obviously, you have the two-way guys as well, but... um, there's just there's too many guys here, so it, I'd imagine Derek Favors might get bought out at some point, and then people are saying it might be uh, Ty Jerome or perhaps Theo Madeline who might get waived. We'll see. I don't see enough OKC Thunder games, so I don't know these guys too well, but um, I'm sure we'll be talking about the Thunder again on another episode because they have like a million picks we'll obviously be talking about the other Jalen Williams at some point but for now let's move on to the number 13th pick 
It was uh, the Charlotte Hornets who actually got this on a draft night trade. All right, so this was originally the Pistons pick, and uh, I guess it was traded to the Knicks, and then the Knicks traded it to Charlotte. So, oh, wow. All right, so (laughs) I can see why Stephen A. Smith was mad now. So Charlotte acquired this pick, the number 13 pick, and Charlotte gave New York four future second-round draft selections. Ooh. That, I'd be, yeah, that's a lot of second-rounders, okay. But, I mean, are are those really going to be future players someday? Maybe what they're thinking is, oh, that those are some nice throw-ins they can use for Donovan Mitchell. Maybe Danny Ainge. You know, Danny Ainge gets giddy about his picks. <laughs> so maybe he sees that, even though they're second-rounders, and, you know, he just starts uh, foaming at the mouth hearing that he's going to get, like, 10 picks in a Donovan Mitchell trade, regardless if they're second-rounders. So... Number 13, it's Jalen Duren. He will be going to Detroit, who have some pretty talented big men already. If you want to call them big men, they might be power forwards. Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart. They already got Nerlens Noel on the roster, who they acquired from the Knicks in a trade. They also have Kelly Olynyk. so there's a bunch of centers on this team. Greeny, do you think this guy is going to crack the rotation at least, get a shot, or is it going to take a couple years for him to develop? I think he's going to play right away. Oh, how, yeah? How many minutes yet to be determined? And listening to your breakdown of the big men on that roster right there, I would say they're probably going to start Stewart at the five, and this guy will be the backup five-man. And probably as the season goes on, he may take more and more minutes away from Isaiah Stewart. If you recall, a couple years ago, I really liked Isaiah Stewart coming out. Really like this kid, too. He's very young, one of the youngest players in this draft. He actually reclassified up to play at Memphis this past season. This past season was supposed to be his senior year in Philly in high school. But he reclassed so he could play a year in college so he could enter the 2022 NBA draft rather than the 2023 NBA draft if he had stayed four years in high school. So while you can't leave high school and go straight to the NBA, you can sometimes leave high school early and get that college year in. So that's what he did. So he's a real young buck, and he is a stud. This guy is tough to move on the block. We're watching some highlights right here. He can play some defense. He's a strong, physically strong kid, especially for his age. Uh, He's going to push people around in the posts. And he's got a real good back-to-the-basket game. He can play above the rim. He doesn't have the outside shot yet, but as I recall, he looked pretty good on the foul line. I don't think he was a liability there. Probably didn't shoot a real high percentage, but the shot is not broken. It looks like there's something there that can be developed. And I would say this kid has star potential. Oh, yeah? He's not going to be a superstar right off the bat. But in the next couple years, they're going to have to make a choice between him and Isaiah Stewart because I don't think they could play together. Maybe two or three years from now, you see them moving off of Isaiah Stewart to feature this guy in the post with the young core of Cade Cunningham and Ivy. 
and Jalen Duran. I think he's got star potential. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a monster on both ends. Just saw a crazy shot he blocked. Yeah, that's interesting. I, it's almost like Detroit's developing a little bit of an identity here. His toughness reminds me of both Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart. So, I mean, the Pistons have some big men you don't want to mess with. Are we going to have the bad boy Pistons? Again? Let me just throw this in very yeah. quickly. He had some great tutelage at Memphis and Penny Hardaway, obviously. And two assistant coaches on Penny's staff were... Another Philly kid named Rashid Wallace, (laughs) and also former Philadelphia 76ers head coach Larry Brown is on Penny Hardaway's staff at Memphis. So this kid has been schooled really well for the one year he was in college. Wow. Yeah, so... You think it'll be like one year of like, you know, getting some burn, developing... But maybe in a couple years, we could be looking at, like, maybe Bam Adebayo potential, or is that ceiling a little too high? That's an interesting question, because Bam Adebayo's skill set seems to be so unique as far as the passing and the handle for a big man, which he didn't really have when he was at Kentucky as a freshman, so that was developed more in the NBA. Maybe Duran can develop that as well. He doesn't have that yet. Uh, I don't have a good cop for you off the top of my head, but... Um, like I said, he's more of a back-to-the-basket type of guy right now. If he develops that 15- to 18-foot jumper, he would be even more dynamic because then you can get a shot fake and then get to the basket and start dunking on people. This guy's ferocious around the rim, so yeah. that's going to be his calling card early in his career. Yeah, he had some crazy dunks, as we just saw in Summer League. Okay, so yeah, I think Detroit's going to be a decent team this year. Um, maybe on the cusp of being a play-in team. I don't I don't know if they're going to be a a bottom 3 team again. They you know, I I know they're young, but you know these these there's a lot of talent now, especially with Cade. Cade's very good. I'm excited to see Ivy play with him. They got a a veteran bench that I mean, I imagine they're going to keep for now. Maybe some of them will be dealt at the deadline. So, going to be an interesting team to watch. Looking forward to that. Let's move on to number 14. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, we got a senior from Kansas. His name is Ochai Abaji. And uh, he's a shooting guard. Interesting. Let's... Uh, Let's check out the Cavs roster and see what's going on there because it's interesting. They brought back Ricky Rubio. Obviously, they gave Darius Garland big money. They got Karis LeVert, who plays forward more often than guard, so they could always slide him up. But then we're not quite sure what's going on with Colin Sexton. Are they gonna bring him back? I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's it's been a while though. I mean, we're it's nearly August and we don't know what the deal is. He might be a qualifying offer candidate. But either way, um, so it, it's rare that we see seniors drafting 
in the lottery. Do you think he just wanted to finish his schooling at Kansas, or could he have um, entered the draft a, a previous year and possibly get drafted in the first round? So this was an interesting case, and you actually did hit the nail right on the head right there. Um, he would have been a first-round pick had he entered after last season. Okay. Uh, but I think he made a great choice in returning to Kansas, which is one of the most prestigious programs in the country. And he ended up being like runner-up for the National Player of the Year this year and ended up winning a national championship, and he was the Final Four most outstanding player this past season. So he's kind of a rare case in the in the Blue, Blue Blood program's um, situations where he wasn't a big-time recruit coming out of high school, and so he didn't play a ton his freshman year, but by his sophomore and junior seasons, you could see he was becoming a star, and then this season he was first-team All-American and one of the star of stars of college basketball. He was one of the faces of college basketball this season. So, yeah, he could have been a first-round pick last year, but he made a wise choice. Probably would have been late first round, and now you slip into the lottery this yeah, season. Yeah, that's, that's more money. That's like a couple more million dollars per year. And he's a big-time three-point shooter. It's going to be tough for him, I believe, off the dribble early in his career. He doesn't have the super, super athleticism. He can compete defensively, um, but he's going to be knocking down threes in the corner and on the wing immediately he's going to be a rotation guy and uh yeah looking at that roster they do have a bunch of guards it looks like um although i think he will get minutes right away and contribute yeah um we're watching highlights now it's uh it's looking like he has a dynamite shot i mean i i love it i love how he like kind of leaves his uh fingertips up after the shot as well he's definitely a sniper yeah, oh my god, sniper no sniping, jeez. It's, uh, yeah, I could, I could see him playing right away. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, Cleveland does with their with their bench because it's going to be a lot of veterans. Obviously, they have Rubio, who I would imagine is probably going to come off the bench. Maybe he'll start once in a while. But then they also have... Um, what else they got? Well, obviously Darius Garland, right? Uh, Darius. Well, yeah, they they have him in the starting lineup. They got. Uh, check here. Oh, Kevin Love. They got Kevin Love. Still there, Laurie Markinen. That's right. He's playing the three for them. They're very big. They have Robin Lopez. They just signed. He's going to be coming off the bench. Dylan Windler as well. Looking looking pretty good. Raul Nato, good veteran backup point guard. So, yeah, so it, it's strictly going to be the two, I'd imagine. Can't can't guard any threes. Well, what are you thinking? They're going to go they're going to go Garland, Levert, Markinen, Allen and Mobley, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that would be it. I if everyone's healthy, yeah. He's going to be a backup to Karis LeVert, yeah, at the two. Okay. Um, Okoro could probably get minutes at the two or the three off the bench, right? Correct? Yep, yep, definitely. So he'll be a seventh or eighth guy, and yeah, he'll get some Karis LeVert minutes when LeVert needs a blow. Weak passer? 
No, I wouldn't no, say that's a weakness. Okay. He, he played, you know, at one of these blue blood programs where you got to share the ball. You're playing with other All-Americans and potential superstars, so he's used to that. Well, another rotation guy for the Cavs, probably going to be a playoff team this year. They were a play-in team last year. Could very well be an eighth seed this year. We shall see. All right, so we'll move on to the next pick, and that is Mark Williams going to Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte needs a center badly. They were starting Mason Plumley last year, and uh, yeah, he just wasn't. He's, he's all right, but he's just not cutting it. They also have Kai Jones and Nick Richards. Yep. They're still sort of developing, not Ray for starter minutes just yet. P.J. Washington, you can slip him at the five at times. What? What? what so, wow, Mark Williams is seven one. What? What are his strengths as a big man? So, I'm just going to say first of all, looking at this roster and hearing you talk about those big men, it looks like to me that he's got a shot to start right off the bat. Oh, no kidding. And okay. I would say that mostly because his main strength is shot blocking. He's got a decent offensive game, but he's a plus defender and a real big-time shot blocker at Duke the past couple seasons. He defends the rim. He rebounds. He's got a rim run. He can get out and transition and run. Very athletic for the 7-1 size that you speak of. And he's got a decent post game. Can't really step out and shoot it yet. Uh, but that'll be there eventually. Again, you can see when he's on the free throw line, the shot is not broken. Mm. So that's something that'll be developed, maybe similar to Nick Richards. Um, but, yeah, this guy is a big-time shot blocker and rebounder, and I would think they might start him from day one. Yeah, it looks like he's pretty dangerous in the paint. Uh, great rebounder. How many years was he at school? I believe it was two at Duke. Two, two at Duke? Okay. And yeah, he was a big-time recruit, but he wasn't somebody that was playing big minutes at the start of his freshman year. But like by the end of last season, he was their main big man. And then this year, he was playing side-by-side -side with Paolo Bancaro. So obviously, the offensive game wasn't as needed playing next to him. But he can score for you around the bucket, too. But they needed him to do that catch lobs, defend, mm -hmm. rebound. And that's what he's going to be able to bring to an NBA team right off the bat. Nice pick, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, about time. It's yeah, it's been it's been a while since they've had a, a good center, Al Jefferson. I guess it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, good on Charlotte. Probably going to be another probably playoff play-in team. We'll see. Unfortunately, there was the crap that went on with Miles Bridges. So, uh, no, still not sure what's going to go on with that. But, um, I mean, if I'm a Charlotte fan, I'm probably going to act as if uh, he's not going to be on the team for at least the first couple months of the season. There is most likely a suspension coming. And at the same time, uh, who knows? Maybe Charlotte doesn't want to bring him back. I mean, what he did was... Uh, was pretty bad. It's, I don't. I don't think a, another NBA team's gonna be interested in signing him, at least for now. 
so we shall see. But in the meantime, good uh, pick on the Hornets, Mark Williams. Go to the next one, and that is the Atlanta Hawks drafting another small forward. This guy, also from Duke, A.J. Griffin. So... How does this guy compare to Jalen Johnson? Do they have similar strengths? By the way, we actually saw Jalen Johnson play. So it's interesting how some of these guys can be listed at the same position and be totally different kinds of players because I still think Jalen Johnson eventually is going to be a power, technically a power forward uh, just because the perimeter game is not there so much for him yet. Whereas A.J. Griffin is listed as a small forward. And if you see him, he actually looks like a football player. He's that strongly built. But I actually think of him more as a two guard because of the way he can shoot it. This guy knocks down 40% of his threes in his one year at Duke. Big time shooter and scorer. He's physically strong enough to defend the three, but I think he'll get a lot of minutes at the two as well. He does have the foot speed to defend twos. And there were times where I saw him projected as high as, like, number five in this draft. When was that? During the season, like okay. I would say in March. Um, he looked like a surefire lottery pick and maybe, maybe like, five through seven. So something in his workouts, I guess, led him to drop a little bit. Mm. But this is a real good value to get at number 16. Yeah, especially since the Hawks are a little weak at forward. I would say. I mean, let's see. Let's check out their roster. When you trade away like a Kevin Herter, this is the kind of guy that's going to step in and take a lot of those minutes. That's right. I mean, DeAndre Hunter's obviously a forward. He's good. But it it looks like they got some guys from the bargain bin. They acquired Justin Holliday this offseason. Actually, it was both Justin Holliday and Mo Harkless. They were both on the Kings last year, so... Those are insurance guys, I guess, in case this guy can't step into the rotation right away. But this is going to be a fascinating team. There's there's some interesting guard talent now. We have both DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. So I'd imagine you're starting those two, along with DeAndre Hunter, then John Collins, and Clint Capella. So... Got a potential decent bench here. Aaron Holiday's also on the roster. Frank Minsky. Oh, I thought I for- completely forgot about Okongwu. Yeah, there's actually been some John Collins trades, and I think part of that could be that they think Okongwu can step into uh, Collins's role. Maybe not be as effective, but you know, still still be a very good player. Also, there were rumors that Collins and Trey Young might not get along. Who knows? Who really knows? So, yeah, we'll see how they do this year. They were, they, God, they were, uh, they were in the championship two years ago. I Took believe. a big step back this yeah. past season. Yeah, I was, I, I had them ranked so much higher last season. I thought they were going to go far, but they really just started off poorly. And, um, yeah, they just kind of a middle-of-the-road team. I think they ended up making the playoffs. They might have, they might have been in the play-in and won that. I don't know. I mean, 
yeah, it's the summer, and it seems like the the playoffs should be fresh in our mind. But <laughs> I think the play-in was back in April. It's almost August now. So it's crazy how long they extend the playoffs. When you really, and I I I could really like see that this year with the Celtics going all the way to the finals. More than two months, right? Yeah, I'm just like thinking about like the Bucks series when we're when it's uh, during the finals and it's like, oh my God, the Bucks series was over a month ago at this point. Jeez. So, very interesting. We'll see, uh, we'll see if he can uh, crack the rotation in Atlanta. So we'll move on to the next pick. Uh, it's Tari Eason. He will be on the Houston Rockets. He's a sophomore out of LSU, power forward. Hmm. Is he a shooter? Is is he a stretch four? A hundred percent. Yeah, okay. This is this is a pick that I really like here for the Rockets as well. We talked about this a little bit on draft night, actually. Felt like Detroit did really well for themselves and another team that I pointed out was I feel like Houston did a really nice job okay. and Tar Eason is a big part of that this is another in my opinion kind of character guy just like Jabari Smith is obviously the talent is there but I saw a lot of character in the way Jabari Smith played this last season and the way that Tar Eason played his two seasons in college he actually started out at Cincinnati early in his career as a freshman and ended up transferring to LSU this past season, which is a little bit of a step up getting into the SEC conference. And at both stops, he was mainly a sixth man. He mainly came off the bench. And as a sophomore this past season, being a sixth man at LSU, he actually led the team in scoring coming off the bench. Wow. And that speaks to the guy's character right there. Uh, never complained, never, you know, sulked or dropped his head and it's rare that you see a six man in college becoming a top 20 pick in the NBA draft oh yeah so that's going to be his role he's not going to start right away but he's very comfortable in that role came in knocked down threes he can play inside out physically strong enough to play inside and play the four but he'll get a lot of minutes at the three as well and he's got the foot speed to defend threes in the NBA very versatile can handle it dribble shoot pass how about and, how about shot blocking? Not, uh, maybe not for his positional, speed. maybe positionally, but he's not going to be going down and and blocking the shots of five men. Okay. In in the posts against four men, maybe a little bit. Definitely against threes, though. If he's guarding threes, he'll block some shots. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's that's good on Houston getting another rotation, guys. Very young team. It's weird. I'm looking at some of the veterans on the team, and it's basically all the guys they just acquired from the Mavs in the Christian Wood trade. Still a Bobon there. I think Bobon's going to be their starting center. It's probably going to be Sagoon. Sagoon. That guy. So I think the Thunder picks Sagoon with a pick that we traded them. To get Al Horford, and then the Thunder traded that to Houston. Houston got Sagoon. So always are paying attention as Celtics. As a Celtic fan, we're always paying attention to Sagoon. Sort of like, oh, that guy could have been ours. So I mean, 
We'll see how good he is. All right, so we'll move on to the next pick, and that is the Chicago Bulls picking Dalen Terry, sophomore out of Arizona. So, a shooting guard? Can he play any point guard, or is he strictly a shooting guard? So it's interesting to me that they list him as a shooting guard because I believe that's what his size would suggest. I think he's six five, six six. Although he probably played more point guard at Arizona than he played shooting guard this past season. So yes, a hundred percent he's gonna have the ball in his hands. Taller type of point guard, kinda of like in the SGA mold, I would say. Can be pass first, but can also score it. Um, good defender. Long and lanky, probably has to bulk up a little bit eventually if he wants to play on the wing. Uh, but, yeah, he's very skilled, really moved the ball well. Arizona ran the most beautiful college offense I ever saw last season, including him and Benedict Matherin kind of orchestrating things. And there was a lot of really pretty passing that went on in that offense, and they were the two catalysts of it. Uh, probably got to work on the defense a little bit. I mean, part of that is the uh, – the lean body got to bulk up. Uh, hopefully, a rotational guy for them right away. This seemed a little bit high for him, for me. Uh, oh, I thought okay. maybe a second round guy, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, he worked out well then for Chicago. Right. Billy Donovan knows how to develop these guys, so he'll be in the rotation eventually. So, one guy who played really well for the Bulls last year. He was on my fantasy team at one point. Um, Ayo DeSumo, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes, Ayo DeSumo. Now, that guy, I just loved is how aggressive he was. And I'm, I'm wondering, is Dalen Terry going to have the same drive that someone like, he would have are they gonna mesh together because they're probably going to be coming off the bench so that's interesting that you bring him up because as a matter of fact he was one of my favorite guys in last year's draft podcast Mm -hmm. and if they're going to be competing for minutes Ayo Desumu is way ahead of Dale and Terry so it's very possible I could see why you brought that up because they are going to be competing for minutes so he's not going to beat out Desumu Tsumna is so much better defensively right now and very scrappy, as you saw. So, yeah, Dalen Terry's got to work to get into the rotation, I would say. Okay. So, it's kind of a project. So. Yes. Interesting. I forgot they signed Andre Drummond. I'm looking at the roster now. They got a lot of big men. They got Tony Bradley, obviously. Vucevic is there. I'm not sure who Marco Simonovic is. Uh, looks like he's where's he from what flag is that it doesn't even say we'll click on his name to find out montenegro montenegro okay serbian interesting yeah it's a really talented uh starting five when they're all healthy i mean zach levine just got a big contract so you're looking at lonzo ball levine DeRozan, Vucevic, and then it's probably going to be Patrick Williams at the four, I'd imagine. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, Maybe this guy's going to be throwing lobs to Andre Drummond off the bench. Perhaps, perhaps, Very well perhaps. 
All right, we'll move on to number 19. Jake LaRavia, he's going to Memphis. He's a junior out of Wake Forest. Small forward. Uh, usually forwards can shoot. Can this guy shoot? Yes, he can, and this is an interesting one right here because I saw this guy all over the map as far as mock drafts. I saw him as high as, like, late lottery, and I saw him as low as, like, around 50. So nobody knew where this guy was going to go in the draft. I thought second round. I saw him play a little bit at Wake Forest, and I thought, nah, it's okay. Maybe needs another year, I mean, as far as getting to the NBA. So I see this as a real stretch. And ending up in Memphis with that talented young roster, I don't know how many minutes are going to be there for this guy right off the bat. I would say he's probably not going to play too much his rookie year. I mean, I know getting picked that high suggests that you might. Personally, I don't think he's ready. He's known as a good defender, and that'll fit in with that culture very well. Maybe nice to have as a backup piece, just in case there's injuries, which there always are. But um, you know the roster better than me, but I don't see minutes for this guy right away. That this was considered one of the deepest rosters last year, and I'd say it still is. Jaron Jackson, Stephen Adams, Tyus Jones, John ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, uh, Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain. It's a lot of guys. Zaire Williams was nice as Zaire a rookie, Williams too. Zaire Williams was pretty good, yeah. They have Danny Green. Uh, if he comes back, it's not going to be probably till halfway or nearly the end of the season. They might just use his contract to trade for another guy. So, yeah, it, it seems like this would really be a project for Memphis instead of a rotation guy because there's just too many guys looking for minutes right now. Even Conchar gets minutes. Xavier Tillman gets minutes. Tillman, even. yeah. Yeah, this is a deep roster. I don't think he'll be playing much. Yeah, so maybe he'll be playing with the Memphis Hustle. I think that's their G League Could team. Could be. Yeah, so probably be making some trips there. Move on to the last pick of this episode. It's Malachi Branham. Another guard going to the San Antonio Spurs, freshman out of Ohio State. Thinking of the San Antonio guards, what skill set does Malachi have that's different than, say, I don't know, uh, maybe a Joshua Primo or a Keldon Johnson or a Devin Vassal? What skill does he have that those guys don't have, or is he just... He's just pretty similar to some of those guys. Okay. So I would say that his strength is just being a scorer. Um, Primo I see a little bit more as a, a lead guard, maybe play some point guard minutes in the future. Keldon Johnson, really good guard defender. Uh, he can score it too, but maybe not like a plus shooter either. Um, you know, he's a good three-point shooter, but not a great three-point shooter. Um, Vassell. Also a very good defender. I think of him more as a shooter a little bit. Um, but Malachi Branham is just a guy that's going to come off the bench and go and get you buckets. Like he's a guy you're going to put in and you're going to expect to get 10 to 12 points a night in maybe, you know, 20 minutes if he can play that eventually. Maybe not right off the bat is he going to get that many minutes, but he's got great mid-range, uh, going to stretch it out to the three-point line. Good foul shooter. Probably got to work on the defense a little bit. 
I believe he went to LeBron's high school and knows LeBron well. He played one year at Ohio State, came in there with a big-time reputation, and really lived up to the hype this past season. And 20 felt about right for him in this draft. I'd seen him projected a little bit higher. Uh, wouldn't have been upset if he went 15. I was really impressed with what I saw of him as a freshman. But I feel like we're talking about the Spurs taking guards every year. So we talked a little bit about Lonnie Walker yesterday, and now I realize he's not on this roster anymore. So it seems like it's a revolving door at that guard position for the Spurs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, where is this one going to fit in? We'll see. Yeah. But he's definitely very talented. Okay, so definitely in the rotation right away. This isn't um, like a, a 10 through 15. I would uh, see him guy. playing right away, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Well, He's he's going to have the opportunity to get minutes because I don't think the rotation is set in stone at all for these guys. I think this has the potential to be a bottom five team this year just because they no longer have Murray. Maybe they're going to favor development over trying to win games. They do have a, a couple veterans on the roster, but even... Those guys aren't going to be asking for a ton of minutes. So, yeah, it's interesting what San Antonio is uh, doing, just constantly drafting guards. We'll see which one ends up sticking, and, you know, we'll see who's still on the roster in like three, five years. Find out. So, that'll be it for this episode. Next episode, we'll do the uh, remainder of the first round so stay tuned and our movie of the week is one of the newer ones i've done so far and by newer i mean the film is only 25 years old it's blade starring wesley snipes yeah can you believe it i've never seen this damn movie this is the least consistent movie podcast it's got to be i mean one week i'll review a film that only 12 living people on the planet earth have seen and then i'll just do a giant blockbuster that everyone has seen the next week of course everyone has seen it except for me i think even greeny has seen this movie and he doesn't even watch movies So why didn't I see it? Well, probably because I just didn't care about vampires. And I'm not really a huge action guy. Or at least I wasn't growing up. I also had really no idea what it was. So he's a vampire, but he does martial arts as well. I I don't pay attention to comics, so I, I, I didn't read any of them. You know, because uh, I have a life. I have better things to do, like watch Attack of the Puppet People. Anyways, finally saw it. And damn, this movie put a smile on my face. It was so 90s, late 90s. And I can see why this was a hit. I feel like you can't make this movie today. Well, you can, but... I guess it's more the style and tone that you just can't replicate. See, studios nowadays, they, they'd have all these bullshit notes about anything, anything. Hey, what if we say Steven Dorff's character was a capital rioter? 
and 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 he never got caught. Everyone needs to be so political these days. So here's my two main praises for the movie. The action-slash-fighting sequences and uh, Wesley Snipes. Snipes crushes this role. Now I'll start with the action. This movie came out right before the Jason Bourne movies decided that every fighting action sequence in a movie should have two million different camera cuts. This movie does a great job of giving us the wide shots of the action while cutting to a new, different angle um, at the at the right time for dramatic effect. So, in the end, the audience actually has a pretty good picture of the action and what's going on. There's certainly martial art elements in these sequences as well. The martial arts genre is one I really haven't explored too much. I have some friends who have recommended certain films, especially since they know I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. I'm certain I'll catch them someday. I I don't know. I, I don't think too many of them will pop up in the horror fantasy guide that I'm using to choose these movies. Um, I gotta give it up for Wesley Snipes. I won't go as far as saying he's the only guy who I could see playing Blade. But I will say this movie would not have been nearly as good if it wasn't for Snipes. He achieves the tough balance of being both menacing and and just having a sense of humor, but without being too campy. This film's technically a Marvel movie, and uh, I, I mean, Blade was a Marvel comic, but... Obviously, this came out in 1998 before the Marvel films, uh, you know, took over the entire film industry. Marvel movies, uh, like the the Tom Holland ones, the Ant Man ones, they're they're I don't know, they make me laugh. They're they're pretty funny, um, in a good way. Um, I uh, I don't know, like I I feel like there's no comedies out anymore, like. You know, the, it's now the Marvel movies that are the comedies. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, comedies I would see in the uh, first decade of the 2000s. It seemed like every other week there would be a new one. It's, they're just not around anymore. It's unfortunate. So uh, it, it's kind of just been the Marvel movies that are the laugh-out-loud movies you see in theaters. <laughs> Except for Jackass. Um... But but that's also kind of a problem because, you know, each superhero, um, it's they're almost too self-aware, winking to the audience. I mean, even though Blade has, like, a certain cadence to his speech, and he's also a martial art fighting vampire killer, at the same time, I could still take him seriously. I think it's because Snipes took the character seriously. He really embodied this character. He's not really winking to the audience throughout his performance. Although I will say this film certainly has a couple points where it it's clearly playing to get a reaction from the audience. Um, when uh, Wesley uh, Snipes mouths, what the... Oh my god, that that had me dying. I actually did burst out laughing, which I really don't do much during movies. 
So I'd imagine Blade's voice was an inspiration to Christian Bale when it came to his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. Another great balancing act of Snipes, you know, just when it seems like his voice is too over the top, Snipes tones it down a little bit, and we're like, oh, okay. So I'll keep this one short, this one gets the Alice rating. I recommend watching it, still holds up, uh, despite some dated CGI here and there, but just watch it for Snipes. Anyways, I should probably watch the sequels now. But for now, enjoy the hip-hop of the week! Sweatshirt, Domogenesis, throwing chairs, killing shit, I'm half-privileged. Think white and have nigger lips, a tad different. Mad smart, act ignorant. Shit, I pass the class when my dad starts giving shit. But as long as our relationship is turdless, I'ma keep burning rubber and fucking these beasts with burnt dip. Who that? Oh, that new coon John Cusack. The mecca button up, shout and bring food boo back. Hands full of coke, mouth full of crack, Muzak. I've been on a do rag, guess who's back? With no hint, we're egging with no tent. Plus, it's a shotgun under the seat where your host sits. Uh, the night striker, I'm riding her, up tying her. It's nine bike getting stuck inside of the windpipes of her. A little bit of sherm sure provokes the fucking fight in her. She started biting, cause I'm giving cock like it's advice to her. Take that, I'm on top like wave caps. This is grade A rap. Damo, bring that bass back, nigga. Um, Damo can be here, so um, we're just. Um, I don't like talk. Oh, cuz fell on the floor, cuz. Hey, call them policemen, niggas, that like help people when they hurt. Hey, cuz. One time I do do How many DJs do you know that's from Russia? Hip-hop fanatic label owner and such a Record collector, producer and jam promoter Combine it with the force of a lyrical soldier The chemistry right, the formula completed The situation is plain, gadgets are needed 007's a beginner in comparison CIA are amateurs, the FBI's embarrassing On the crossfader there's masses of gunpowder So when the cut's about to blow it blows louder Leaving nothing but the illusion of In the confusion there's a And the solution is a We manifest in the depression Put your mind to the test Control the jealousy then Take a rest We appear from every direction The resurrection is witnessed by millions across the globe Nonetheless Scratches are vital The beats are coarse The rhyme recital Ain't your average The mission is suicidal That's where the experts enter We present on the beats The murderer And on the mic The tormentor How many DJs do you know That's from Russia Hip-hop fanatic Label owner And such a Record collector Producer And jam promoter Combine it with the force of a lyrical soldier Russia with love in the lab, the potion is mixed We ain't about being tricked, we ain't about being slick Sly and cunning, the formation is mind-boggling Double agents with instruments as their weapons keep them coming Surrender, we re-enter the scene with the force of a tornado While you return, tender Identification is kept on file Fingerprints are matched, trying to track the style It's evident, you're a slave to your president Bullets are fired, but you miss, so it's irrelevant Soldiers missing in action, another casualty, major distractions, eliminated, caught on camera, trapped in digital, filled with stamina. 
techniques, twelves injected with the deadliest of venoms. The cuts precise, lyrics are cold as ice. The program, computer generated. The men with the plan are on point and calculated. The strategies, the face nobody sees. The will of a thousand men, the strength of 30 MCs. How many DJs do you know that's from Russia? Hip hop fanatic, label owner, and such a record collector, producer, and jam promoter. Combine it with the force of a lyrical soldier. I'm, I'm, I'm rhyming and designing, also creating And the scratch and jump to my musical plot I'm rhyming and designing, also creating And not another DJ rocks this type of beat I'm, I'm, I'm rhyming and designing, also creating And the scratch and shade to my musical plot Most Russians will know just by looking that you are a foreigner. But if someone should start to talk to you in Russian, you might say... No need to panic, to DJing, he's an addict, to rhyming, I'm a fanatic, and lyrics flow automatic, artillery loaded and only fired in times, a havoc, a deadly performance performed, and that's a promise, the rap connection, the perfect beat, the voice projection, the direction is forward, you need protection, combination of minds, cuts, beats, and rhymes, cause catastrophes, and at the same time, heal the blind, be sublime and in the same breath, wreck your mind, be prepared and in the process, stay confined, cut the record, smash into smithereens, Take it from one extreme to the next, crushing your dreams Verbal assassin, fierce and dynamic Simple but effective, hated but respected God willing the force will be awesome Devastating and unstoppable when it's about to be dropped Get ready for the The word on the street is it's all about to happen Ninjas got it together, it's all about the DJ Vadim from Russia put the needle on the record and cut Well he's back once more, better than before Making all DJs you know what look amateur Corners and shit, you know, just gotta be on some Hands down shit, you know what I mean Just keeping your eyes and ears open at all times While we rhyme and shine For my dedicated niggas who love this shit We doing this like this World up, what's the phenomenon? Carry on, dawn, tranquilizer Hey yo, moving on these niggas like they yo so yo. You know how we go, we go ship them out like Perico. Fine, throw the shades off top, connecting like a building. Fodala Walla niggas building, saving the children. Come on now, check out the view like an oceanfront. Slow motion and cunt, taking what we want. You know it, kid. Asiatic holding power like a craftmatic. You like your fish fried or batter? That day he ratted. Check out the movies from Guyana, Jesse and in Atlanta, making some power moves out in Savannah. Get yeah, rock the niggas like jury. Arabics moving blow. Like aerobics, that's when it snows it, yeah That means it's no one effect I'm hitting you, I'm hitting Buddha Out in Bermuda, send that 20-shot Ruger Continue this slamming menu like a venue Get all up in you, oh yeah, your friend too Respect, woo, yeah Keep them faggot niggas watery Mind for rich niggas who supported me Shorty pussy extorted me So it's the science now, RZA Cutting they pockets like scissors Send a fella, found him a Wally slipper Slashing ends in the glass bins In Nevada, flashing gems Eight and a half, Tim's tape robber All my life been on some foul shit Besides kidnap a child shit, get on some foul and proud shit G and many Koreans being all that I could be in Put down on 30 keys and get the fleeing Light up a tree and don't be breezing like a blow dryer Yo, use a liar like Jeremiah gaming on the flyer Yo, barbarian niggas is carrying Thug, drug, marrying, hitting, marrying or at the clarion All my Spanish niggas love us We moving like Russia, bone crusher At the flick, stick to Usher Broke niggas, spot them like Cascade in the street Masquerade, faster blades Yo, 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 grab a 
Yo, Seth, where that shit, what? 